I'm going to say something to you that you've heard lots of times, many times, but I'm afraid it doesn't stick with us because we've heard it so many times. I think it sort of rolls off of us and we sort of take it for granted. And it's really the very last thing we should ever take for granted. And that's this. God loves you. He loves each one of you. He loves you as a person. He wants to come in to have a relationship with you, certainly with all of us and the fullness of his kingdom, but he wants to do that with you. He wants you to know him at least in partial way that he knows you. He wants to be able to walk with you in each hour of the day. He wants to be able to, to help you. He wants to be able to give comfort to you. He wants to be able to protect you. He wants all of that for you. The only thing that stands in the way of that happening is you or me. We stand in the way. Because we let our attention be diverted to other things. We fail to remember the thing most needful and most important for our very being. And that is to know him. It's what he wants and it's what we need most of all. In his love for us, the Lord has left us stories and circumstances which teach us how to experience that love. We see that he, on the cross, two malefactors are there with him. And one of those finds paradise and the other doesn't. We see in this passage that we'll read several weeks from now in Matthew 25 that on the great day of the Lord when, when every man, every angel is brought back to stand before the Lord, there are those who will be on the left and those who will be on the right. And those who are on the right who are going to experience that love in the most profound and wonderful way. And those who are on the left are going to experience that love as well, but for them it will be very painful. But it will be love nevertheless. And today, as we embark upon that long period of 10 weeks leading to the celebration of the great and holy resurrection of our Lord, we begin that journey this little three-week period we call the Triodion with the remembrance of the Lord's very short parable of the publican and the Pharisee. And we see two men here. And the scriptures say they both went up to pray. They went up to the temple to pray. And those who opine about it say that they both went with good intentions. They both went to raise their hearts, their minds, their souls, their bodies, everything about them. They go up to the temple. They don't sort of squander down on the ground. They go up 
to this place where they can be closer to God and to offer their prayers to God. And one succeeds and the other fails miserably. And he fails miserably because he looked at himself as greater than all of those around him, but most specifically the publican. But he says, I'm not like all of these other men. He took pride in what mistakenly he thinks he has accomplished. I have done these things. I have kept that rule. I have been this way. I have thought these things. I have done the things that make me this beautiful man. Thank God I'm not like this poor guy who stands at the back. He's a publican. He's a collaborator with those who occupy our country. Oh God, look at me. And those horrible words that are written by, in, the, in the parable that, that the Lord himself says, he prayed with himself. He closed the door to the love of God that wanted to pour into him. They wanted to give him all those things I said from the start that we pretty much take for granted every day unless we think hard about them. But yet, in the back, far away, the publican stands there and it says that he, he didn't even deign to lift his head up in his repentance. It doesn't use that word, but that's essentially what's going on. In his repentance, he realizes, I am a sinner. How can I even be here? But in the mercy of God, if I ask, God pours his mercy out upon me. And he asks, and what does God do? He pours his mercy out upon him. In his humility and his resignation to the fact that I have sinned, but yet God loves me. He asks for that mercy and God pours it out. The Lord gives us these, this A and this B, this one and this two, this darkness and this light, as he does in other places in the scriptures and the Holy Fathers do as well. He said, and the Didache itself says there are two ways, one that leads to life and one that leads to death. The publican found the way to life in his humility because he didn't look at other people and say, I'm better than them or to do anything to judge them. He simply looked at himself and he looked at the one who loved him. And he said, Lord, be merciful to me. Brothers and sisters, that's the message for us today. Look at the one who loves you and see yourself not with disdain, not with despondency. Don't ever despond. Despair is useless and it, it, there's make, it makes no sense to despair because God came for you in the flesh and he loves you. He cares for you. Just see the reality of who you are and stand before him in humility, not looking at yourself with, with sort of pride the way the evil one did, the one who wants to steal your souls. Don't see yourself like that. See yourself with the beauty that God made you 
that unfortunately has been tainted because we've sinned, but God heals that. And know that. And know that he wants to be the one who pulls you that 90, that 100th sheep out of the briar patch when the other 99 are safe. He wants to come and get you back. The starting place for that is to embrace humility. Not in a very unhealthy way, but in a very, very healthy way. How is that? To remember that I'm a sinner. I am a sinner. And by myself, I will not defeat sin, but by the mercy and the kindness of God, you and I can avoid sin. We can fight sin. We can keep the temptations at bay. But we have to stand before him in humility and ask for his strength to do that. That's what the publican says to you today. We want to be the publican. You want to be the publican. You want the the love of God to flow into your heart. You want that peace that comes from knowing that the merciful God is there in spite of your failures. And he will be. Just keep the door open by your, in the beginning, your humility. Don't see yourself as greater than any man than any woman, than any child. Don't think you know more than your children necessarily. You need to train them, yes. You need to show them in the basis from from your own experience what works and what doesn't, what's healthy and what's not. But in terms of relating to God, don't necessarily think your children have less of a relationship with God than you do. They may be the ones who teach you how to love God because they take it very simply. They don't try to make it be more than it is or to try to figure out the nuances of love. They just know love's there and God loves you. May we today be encouraged by the humility of the publican and may we flee the pride of the Pharisee. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God.